Welcome, one and all, to the Bad Cody Funky Podcast, issue number 62, talking about Netflix's Stranger Things, an amazing show that just came up and is very popular. Before we get into the main part of the podcast, we got a few items to get out of the way. Uh, in news, nerd news, William Defoe is, uh, was just named as the voice for Ryuk <laughs> in the Netflix adaptation of Death Note. Which is going to be pretty badass. Like, I don't know if if they're going to use a mixture of CG or prosthetics. William Defoe already has the face of Ryuk. He already has the smile. You know? he, he he already just like has he it in. Got the eyes. Didn't they yeah. like basically loosely cast that character off of him? Did they? <laughs> I mean, the anime came way before. Uh, well, what came William, first, the anime or William Defoe? <laughs> well, William Defoe obviously came way. William, before the anime. William Defoe yeah, definitely came first, but I don't know. I don't know if we'll have to go to Japan to, to find out. But when uh, I, I just thought when I like, I don't know anything about the anime, but I thought when I was reading about, I mean, who doesn't like William Defoe? Yeah. Or here in Massachusetts, William Daffy. Daffy. Um, Daffy. That's how I say it in Mass. <laughs> I just thought I read something and I don't know if it was serious, but that like the character was like loosely based off of him, like his, the image anyway. I, I would believe that. Let's just look at the dude. <laughs> I mean, it, it could be very well could be not not sure. But uh, for those who don't know, uh, Death Note is about um, these gods of death called Shinigami live in a different world than ours, like uh, kind of like a purgatory. So they have this Death Note. It's a book. And in the book, when you're going to die, they, they write your name in it and, and you die and they write how you die. So every so often, these guys get really bored. And one of the Shinigami, Ryuk, he drops his Death Note into the real world. And it comes to this uh, college kid named uh, Light Yagami. Light Yagami is very intelligent, very mm-hmm. intelligent guy. Mm-hmm. So he picks up the book and he reads the rules of the Death Note. And it says uh, things like, if you use this book, your life will be halved and you won't go to heaven or hell. You'll stay in purgatory. And, and uh, if you write someone's name in this book, they're going to die. And if you don't specify, <laughs> yada, yada. So, he, so he's thinking to himself, this sounds like, like a bunch of crap. Like, what the hell? Like, who, like, what kind of prank is this? So later on, he takes the book, picks it up, and then later on, he goes home, and he, he watch, he's watching TV, and he's saying to himself, oh, well, here's this guy on TV. He's going to die anyway. He's this bad mm-hmm. dude. Mm-hmm. You know, he's, he's put up on, on the chopping block for, for Death Row. So he writes his name in the book. Okay, let's, let's see if this, his prank is real. So he writes the guy's name in the book, and then a few moments later, the guy starts clutching his chest, and he dies of a heart attack. And Light Yagami's looking at this like, all right, that's got to be a coincidence. That's not, you know, in this experiment, that's not justified just as yet. So uh, another bad person comes on TV. He writes her name down and they die. And he said, okay, twice is too much of a coincidence for this to be just a coincidence. So he, he, he starts thinking to himself, you know, can I use this book to clean up the world and become like a god of this world pretty much? So he kind of gets a really, really big head that he can be the god of this world because he has this book. He doesn't know where it comes from, doesn't know why it dropped to him, but he feels it came to him for a reason. He gets a really big head about it. And to to finish off the the summary uh, of Death Note, um, just so anyone who hasn't seen it can get into it, a really cool thing happens. Uh, This detective named L is watching, and he's just like, huh, this this person, this light yaga, like he doesn't know, like he's like, so somebody is killing these guys. It's way too coincidental on his end. These guys are just dying when mm-hmm. they're appearing on TV. And uh, so, 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 how do you spell your last name again? Is R? It's uh, Yag Y A G M E Yaga 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 Yaga. Right, Sergio. Because I already got Dave back there. Are you writing your death note? 
Uh, I can neither confirm nor deny that Dave being dead right now is my doing. Mm, it's Greg a running his death notes, and that's what happened. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, 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 L uh, to finish the summary, um, he he basically he he stages something. So they show another guy on TV. He's going to die. He's on death row. And basically, what happens is uh, he like they show this guy on TV. Light writes his name in the death note, mm-hmm. but he writes away this guy's going to die. So the guy dies, and uh, this detective comes on TV and says, "Hey." Um, very interesting that this happened. The the most interesting thing is that we've only broadcasted this guy, this 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 convict, to this part, this very <laughs> particular part of Japan. It's only in this precinct. So whoever you are, you're in this city. And the light Yagami is like, holy shit! <laughs> like what? Who? What? He was like, wait a minute. So this guy L's like, whoever you are, I'm coming for you, and I know you're in this part of Japan. You're only okay. this part of Japan, and, and 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 it goes on from there. It's a game of cat and mouse, and it's one of the more intelligent animes that I've ever seen because there's lots yeah. of really cool action animes, you know, <laughs> out there. There's a lot of there's you know there's slices of life, there's fantasy, there's there's gaming animes, but this one's really really intelligent the, the way the way it carries on, and the fact that their Netflix is adapting it is pretty interesting because Netflix has been on a roll, yeah. absolutely yeah. been on a roll. So for them to adapt this, it's like wait what. You're going to adapt Death Note? I mean, are they going to do their own animation? Is it going to be like a mixture of live action and CG like we've seen in that in that shitty uh, Japanese version? But, yeah. You know, yeah, we, we don't know. But it, it should, should, be, should be pretty cool. Mm-hmm. And, and prominently featuring everyone's favorite snack, a potato chip. Oh, God. Do you remember that? I'll take a potato take chip. A, I'll take this. It. <laughs> <laughs> it's just so... I, I don't know why that's what I remember the most out of it. It's like, I take this chip. And I... Eat it, and he's just so into it. I <laughs> know, uh, but it's awesome. It's it's definitely if you haven't checked it out, definitely, definitely check it out. It's a, it's a really ma- good it's a battle of wits. Uh, it's twists and turns along every every episode almost, and how it ends is definitely not the same as how it began. Every single mm-hmm. character is drastically different. Um, so it's just great that they're adapting it. Like I said, Netflix has it. It's going to be good. Willem Dafoe. With Netflix seems really interesting too because he is like a really high, like a high list actor. Like, yeah, like, you know, we're going to be talking about Stranger Things tonight, and it certainly does have Winona Ryder who's been around for a while. But like, Willem Dafoe to me just seems like on a different level than what Netflix has had access to, at least and thus far. And there was a battle. Oh, God. <laughs> there was a firefight. A firefight. <laughs> so hopefully it'll be great. Hopefully this streak continues. Um, <laughs> And hopefully it doesn't let us down. And speaking of things that hopefully will not let us down, Vincent, I know there's something that you wanted to bring up tonight. Yeah, we all, uh, I feel like, are very, very excited about No Man's Sky. I mean, I know uh, I've been looking forward to this game for for quite a while. Uh, There is a Redditor uh, named Damion. Uh, He spent $1,300 getting a copy of this game early. And he made a post that he reached the center of the galaxy within 30 hours. So that does bring a little bit of concern for some people, um, especially being promised this like quintine tuple million bajillion, (laughs) you know, planets out there in this galaxy. And now granted, he did say that his only, uh, like his only purpose for doing this was to try to reach it as quickly as possible. And he, you know, made some upgrades to significantly boost his, his speed and everything like that. But um, I sure hope this isn't a sign 
of things to come for the scale and scope of this game that we were promised something so big. I had a little bit of concerns coming from um, a developer who was pretty small to begin with. I felt like this game did have a lot of hype for a smaller developer, but uh, I mean, what is your thoughts on that? I mean, like in all honesty, it, I would really want to like see how he did it too and what he defines as reaching the center. Like if he literally just if it took him 30 hours to go in a souped up spacecraft to get to the end uh, or the middle of this universe, that's a really long time, especially considering he had to like cheat to get there, you know? And if you think about it this way, if you walk from one end of Fallout 4 to the other, it's not a really long walk. But that game itself was so in-depth and they had so many nooks and crannies you can go into and explore that, like, I still haven't beat it yet. And I have to catch up on all the DLC. Granted, I I stopped for a while, but, like, I probably put in, like, 30 or 40 hours into that game alone. So, like, travel distance to me doesn't concern me too, too much. Yeah, Especially because there's nobody else in the game yet. Yeah. 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 And, and, and game, game communities are so fickle today. So everyone's in an upward about this No Man's Sky and this guy who got to the center of the universe in, in, in 30 hours. I mean, well, it, 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 at first everyone thought, okay, he, he was playing the game and then he got there. So the game equals crap because he, hasn't, he got to the center of the universe or the galaxy right. within, within you know, uh, 30 hours. But then again, uh, there's another report that came in that he actually was using some exploits to get there. So then, okay, the game might still be good. But at the same time, now it's like, well, did he try to go straight there after a certain while? Or did he play the game? And as he was playing the game, he eventually got there. So people are equating... For some reason, gaming communities are so fickle. They're equating this game to, okay, this game is going to be crap because some guy got there in 30 hours. Yeah, but we don't know the path he took. You know, we don't know if he was doing the main story. People are already signing on to, he did the main story. It's 30 hours long. That's garbage. This game is supposed to be really long. It's supposed to take a long time to get there. This game is stupid. Like, gaming communities are so fickle, man. Like, I don't know why they do this to themselves. Because, and this is why Half-Life 3 will never come out. <laughs> yeah. Never come out. Even if Gaiman was working on it, like, it will never come out. You know, yeah. because if he does ever or if he has it in the works, he'll never put it out because the gaming community has built it up so much. No Man's Sky has been built up so much. But because of the gaming community, people are already signing on that the game is not going to be that good. Because one guy who got an early copy for $1,300 on an eBay, because someplace got it early, got to the center of the either universe or galaxy. I don't know which one, but, you know, they're, they're, the they're not, it's not the, the galaxy. Okay. Yeah, yeah. At the center of the galaxy in 30 hours. I still think it's going to be an interesting game uh i saw some leaked footage somebody was 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 playing online and, and it looked really good you know if you think about it he actually han solo this and the guy said himself and reports come in he exploited stuff in the game and he wasn't playing the story he just wanted to get to the center there's right. a whole big different thing so that means it takes 30 hours alone to get to the center that's not counting like gameplay finding secrets um, doing like achievements, doing this, doing that. It doesn't count any of that whatsoever. It's just him getting to the center of the game or center of the galaxy rather in 30 hours. And the thing is, that's not what the game is about, but, but gaming communities are equating it to, okay, we're going to measure how long it takes to get there because as soon as they heard they can get there, all right, we got to be the first. We got to speed run it, everybody. Let's go. MLG Pro Esports, No Man's Sky. <laughs> like, gaming communities. so stupid. <laughs> 
gaming community is so ridiculous. They do this to every game. Like when Overwatch came in, all right, is it going to be good? Esports, everybody, let's go ahead. And it's just like, and people were like, all right, let's go. You know, let's do this and that. And then people you know, start putting that game down, even though that game is a good game. And it's every game that comes out. People are like, oh, it only took this long. Yeah, like like Greg, like what you say with Fallout. Oh, it only took this guy like 15, what was it? Like a, like 15 minutes, the guy said? Yeah, it was, like, it was like it was ridiculously like short amount of time. You'd be like, wow, really? It's not that big. Oh, my God. And then you think about yeah, it. Yeah, like, like, it's not that big. Like that. First off, that's a long time. If, yeah. If, if it was 15 minutes just from walking from end to end. But the guy was just walking from end to end. He wasn't playing story. He yeah. wasn't doing side missions. He wasn't crafting towns. He wasn't crafting weapons and everything you can do in that game that makes like Fallout 4 a really good game so right, it's yeah. like you know like I put a lot of hours in that game I'm, I'm not I'm not done with it yet you know no. you can go through the story and it, it doesn't take 15 minutes so I think No Man's Sky would be pretty good from from the leaked footage I saw it looked pretty cool this guy was was uh, he landed on this planet um, he was using his Omni tool to to scan all these like different plant lives and animals and uh, he ran into this like this you know uh, this this robotic force that was scanning animals and once they saw him they started attacking him it was really cool it was like this it's like a movie like he was like it was like Star Trek I equated it to and uh, it was there's really cool when he ran back to his ship and you can literally boost from the planet n- into space like we saw in in the trailer and seeing that leaked footage was really cool to me that's what really sold to me I was like okay that seems cool you can yeah. go from the surface seamlessly to space I thought I thought that was awesome so I, I don't I don't ride the game off I, I really don't. Yeah, the gaming no. community needs to stop, everybody. This is why we can't have nice things. We can't <laughs> have nice things in the gaming community because there's so much put on a developer, on a game. And this is an indie game, too. This is not a big AAA title. People forget. Yeah, yeah. That's true. Yeah. Dude, I'm that's pretty, true. The thing that interests me most in this game will be the social experiment on whether or not people will destroy the world. Mm-hmm. Or preserve it. <laughs> if you will destroy the world. Sorry, not like, the world. The galaxy. The galaxy. <laughs> like yeah. the galaxy will either succumb to succumb to war and strife, or people will actually want to go out and explore and bolster a healthy trade ecosystem and thri- like have a thriving trade community. And I think that that social experiment is really going to make you learn a lot about human beings. Absolutely. Yeah. Because I guarantee it will go into the troll I'm going to just, you know, spawn camp you. Like, I, it's just, you know, it's going that way. I just want to be a pirate. I'm going to say it right now. It's, that's all I want to do is be a pirate. Not really good, not really bad. I'm not going to, like, go Anakin Skywalker and kill younglings, you know. But pay me the right price. I might do half the shit you want me to do. That's what I want to be. The right price or a price? <laughs> the right price. Damn. Like, <laughs> it won't be for like $2, that's for sure. <laughs> Thinking, speaking of trolls and fan reactions and everything, uh, Pokemon Go has made quite a few changes Pokemon since our last Go. podcast. Yeah. Um, it's been very interesting. They got rid of the, the, the paw prints to track. They made it uh, so Pokemon don't show up if you're driving. Um, they've actually, I found, made it harder if you're driving, not personally or anything, not that we I do that, but yeah, we if don't you're play going drive. past the Pokestop and you're driving, it's a lot harder to hit it now as well. And Pokemon are more active. They're jumping more. Um, I feel like, you know, there's like a whole bunch of just changes they made behind the scenes without telling you. And they yeah. masked it with the update of, ah, we just fixed a minor thing that you wouldn't notice. Um, they also got rid of the, the energy saver, the power saver mode in app. And the uh, the uh, 
the cosmetics, the yeah. cosmetic changes they made. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, so needless to say, fans are pissed. Uh, there's a lot of a lot of people who feels like they got cheated. Um, they got rid of any third party access to the app where you could track Pokemon through that way. Pour yeah. out a little liquor for Pokevision. Yeah. <laughs> Pokevision. Man. Moment of silence, please. Uh, anyways, so the internet's been going crazy. Whether you use these, um, these I don't know, exploits or use these uh, things that were built in or not is kind of irrelevant because right now, to me, it's kind of shown that Niantic would rather scrap a feature altogether than fix it, which is But do we know if yeah. they're going to be fixing it yet? Have they said anything about it? No, and that's the other thing that's driving people nuts, too, is they've been relatively quiet throughout this whole thing. There's a couple parts where they say, oh, sorry, we haven't been like responding to tweets. Everyone's been working heads down on everything, so we're trying to work as fast as we can, which tells me that they had poor project planning because they didn't realize, A, how many bugs there were hmm. in there. B, how to fix said bugs, or C, have the manpower to do any of this if they can't respond to a tweet every now and then. I mean, you would think that, like, with how much money potential this game has shown yeah. it can be, that Nintendo would have poured, like, un like opened up their checkbook and was like, look, Niantic, we're, we're willing to write you a blank check for whatever you need. Yeah. Like, you got rid of the hunting Pokemon aspect of a Pokemon hunting game. <laughs> like, you literally made it nearly impossible for people to go and hunt the Pokemon they need. Like, there's no... there Outside of bat like gyms, there's no, like, trainer battles. There's no trading yet. So, really, the only thing that people have are filling up their Pokédex and trying to conquer gyms. Yeah. And you, you, you took away one of those major, major aspects of being able to hunt down things on your pokedex and you get excited like oh crap this is close let me go try to find it like you took that now i open up my app and i see you know all pidgeys on my screen that are all three footsteps and i'm like mm, eh, shut my yeah. phone down put it back in my pocket like <laughs> yeah. it's not worth it well now they don't even ha have the footsteps anymore now it's just like you right, look right, at right. it yeah like like you look at it and you're like all right there's a snorlax somewhere around here but it's like you know what i don't have the time or the patience to walk a half a mile one direction and then turn mm -hmm. around and walk half a mile. I don't even want to be walking in the first place. The only thing that's driving me is, oh, it's only two pokey steps away. Oh, it's only one pokey step away. Oh, right. it's here. You know, and it's or like when you're you have it on if you're driving, when you happen to be like at a stoplight, you look down and there's a Snorlax to your left and you have to go right. Maybe you go left and, you know, you explore a little bit those surroundings that you never thought you would be exploring um, there. Their, their answer to everything just seems like, just take it away. The power saver was bugged. Every once in a while, it frees up my game. They took that away. The footsteps were stuck on three. They took it away. Instead of any sort of communication, they're staying dark. They're, they're just they're, like, everything's on fire. Everything that causes a fire, take it out. Take yeah, it out. That's pretty much what it is. That's, that's, their, that's their answer to this. And I don't think that's the case. And if it is like a smart thing for them to do, Infrastructure-wise, that they're actually hiring a, a community manager because, like, everyone yeah. that that's there is pretty much like a dev, and they're like, we don't, we don't, because people are complaining that if they tweet at them or if they send something that it's not being heard, and, and they're literally like, yeah, we don't, we don't have, <laughs> like, we don't have anyone who who's who's doing that. Like, yeah. I feel sorry, like whoever takes that community manager job, God bless, because. <laughs> 
Oh, <laughs> this community for Pokemon Go is. I mean, I thought I thought the Destiny community was a bunch of like crazies, but for Pokemon Go, oh god, forget about it. Like, yeah. it's nuts, dude. Because it, it's it's such a broad audience of like muggles and like people who actually <laughs> know about about Pokemon. You know, and oh god, and it's funny. It's funny the people the people that play Pokemon Go that aren't normally Pokemon fans, but they try to like ever see ever see those things online where people try to come up with names for whatever it is. Like I have a friend who. She oh, yeah. <laughs> she started playing recently, and she was like, "Oh, look, I caught I caught this one. I caught everyone knows Pikachu. She's like, oh, I caught a Pikachu, but she's like, oh, I caught this uh, I caught this pink one with the tail. It looks like a bear. I'm like like a, a slow bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got, I got a slow bro. Okay, that's cool. And she's like, oh, I got I got this dude dude diddly. And she has all these names for, for all the different <laughs> Pokemon. And I'm like and I'm like as a gamer, this is so cringe. But as a friend, this is the most hilarious thing <laughs> that that you've sent me all day today. And she's just like so excited to play, but doesn't know yeah. any of the names. So she makes them up she's gonna be that parent that calls every single game system a nintendo yeah every, yeah. every single game not system even a nintendo. nintendo and intendo or intendo, intendo. my nintendo and she'll be that parent that, that, that swears uh, that the game system is like fucking up her tv like oh your nintendo messes this up every right. time you play the nintendo i can't watch tv she's gonna be, she's gonna be <laughs> I, that I, parent i like i i'm not a developer um, I, I never claim to be. I just play one on TV. I play one but on like, TV. <laughs> for for the little that I know about coding and just for like my own like situation where something was going wrong with my home network, I started tinkering and I broke everything. <laughs> so I can understand Niantic not wanting to really start poking and prodding on features uh, while it's like the game is live to like break the game. Yeah. But But it's already broken. But tell like tell us. Yeah. Communication is key. <laughs> Don't you know that any key to any healthy relationship is communication? Just just tell us. Let us know, Niantic. We're okay with you taking it down if you don't want to impact the larger vision of the game in that moment. But just tell us. Let us know. Yeah. Talk to us. Call us on the weekend. Don't just let us, you know, wham, bam, thank you, ma'am, and call, toss us to the side. We want to just be held and loved and, and called and... Let us know what's happening. That's all. That's all. Like, I get it. Like, you don't want to break everything, but just tell us. Yeah. It's actually funny you brought that up because Niantic's old community manager, I read this, I think it was on Kotaku. Um, he was saying that his philosophy was something he learned from his, grandma, uh, his grandfather when he was a young boy where he said any relationship is about communication. And he took that professionally as he was a community manager for all these different places. And that's what he did is just talk to the people, let them know what's going on. If you do that, yeah, they might be angry, but at least they know there's a plan. If right. it goes against the plan, all part of the plan freaks out. <laughs> but as long as there's a plan, everything's fine. So yeah, I mean, that that's that's the key to it all. It's just let us know what's going on. I'm still playing it. I'm still enjoying it, but like... Oh yeah, I'm still playing it. You know, I feel like I'm missing out on Pokemon that I could have gotten when the game first launched. Right. And that's weird because like I, I haven't seen like like a crazy chance because like I like, like I caught like two Snorlax the other day and they're pretty good. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. But it, it is weird not having the the, the feet. Uh, I saw a suggestion in the Pokemon Go subreddit where uh, instead of just having the Pokemon just there and taking away the feet, there's actually a compass. So that uh, when you actually turn around with your phone, you'll be facing the direction of the Pokemon and it'll light them up. Like, let's say there's, you know, there's a wheel, there's a compass. And, you know, if like facing north, there's a Snorlax. Facing east, there's this thing. And when you turn around with your phone, you can actually see one light up. And hmm. it's just like, oh, wow, you know, here's, here's you know, like uh, Joe, what's to call it thinking of this? And Niantic, nice game <laughs> over here. <laughs> you got guys getting paid all this money. Okay, come on, let's go out. Let's go out. What are you doing? 
<laughs> you got, 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 you know, Mr. Mr. Eats Peanut Butter and Jelly Sandwiches over here, you know, like uh, going to Microsoft Paint thinking of a suggestion. And they take, you know, making all these, let's say they make millions of dollars, but they don't. But just just for the funny, oh, for they make millions of dollars over here and they can't think of this. Come on, let's go, you know. Let's do a Niantic. And it's so funny, too, because like, they gave it this game. It's basically free, and everyone's complaining. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's, it's basically, best, it's basically it's the free. It's first but, world problem. Best but, like, problem everyone has sunk a lot of money into it now. It's in the, yeah. And this is this is the catch-22 with free-to-play games. It's free. You can't complain, right? Whatever. It's free. Who fucking cares? But the second they start taking the money for extra items is when you're just, like, you have this sense of entitlement, this sense of ownership, the sense of, I gave you $25. What do you mean you took away that <laughs> fucking feature? What have you yeah. been doing with my money, Niantic? Oh, so, so you're saying people are kind of uh, bouncing it up because they, they spent money in the stores. So they right. feel, okay, I feel cheated because I spent all this money on Pokeballs. Yeah. And, and I'm not I'm not catching anything because because of, of the changes that I made. Okay, yeah. I, I can see that. Yeah, I that's, can what, that's what I think that. a lot of the reaction is for. That's I mean that's oh, my I own aggravation too. Is I had like seven pokeballs left today, and normally I catch a couple of things. And today was the day that all the squirtles decided to show up, all like, the <laughs> primates, everything like that. And literally, it was a slowpoke that just a lot like he like swatted my away in my last pokeball. No. Like that stupid commercial was like, uh, no, 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 tumbo over oh, there just man. swapping my pokeballs away. Down to your last and few pokeballs, and here goes slowpoke. <laughs> yeah, I all the squirrels and stuff show up, and you got a, a couple of pokeballs left. That sucks. Yeah. That would have made the, the, the other day, like, uh, there was there was a Dratini that showed up, and it had, like, like four Pokeballs left, and I was like, no, and it just didn't want to be caught. <laughs> it was just, like, regular Pokeballs, and it had, like, like a red outline, so I'm like, I'm not going to catch this thing with four just regular Pokeballs. Yeah. And, of course, it jumped, it swatted, and I'm like, I'm all out now. Okay, I'll see you later, Dratini. <laughs> had to hit the leave button. At the same time, this sort of turns oh. to, like, one of those, some of those, like, those best, like, success stories. Like, I had one Pokeball. And you was right in front of me. It's just me. And I was like, you know what? Fuck it. It's the only one I got left. I threw it. I caught him. Now I have him you. You know, it's like. I got that thing so doped up off raspberries. <laughs> I, I feel sorry for the guys who actually caught uh, an, an Articuno. It's not supposed to be in the game yet. Yeah. They caught an Articuno. Yeah. A, a couple of people did. And Neontic is like, oh, that's not supposed to be in the game. We're going to take that out of your book. Po- okay, we're just going to take oh. that out. Yeah, they were pissed. Wow. I was like, oh my god, they caught, especially that, like, uh, one of those guys, uh, I think posted on Reddit, like, he was actually Team Mystic. So that was, like, his uh, his bird. Oh. And it was just like, uh, that's why Team Mystic sucks. Team Valor yeah. all day. Yeah. Like that. That's what you get, Team Mystic. You get. <laughs> Team Mystic. Yeah. How, do you, how do you let that happen? Like, how do you let people catch that? So supposedly that there was um, a Mew uh, or a Mewtwo that popped up uh, at, at a castle in the UK, and nobody could catch it, obviously. Right. But uh, like, but like tourists who were there were like, "Holy crap!" And they were trying to catch it, but it couldn't be caught. Everyone used up all all their inventory trying to catch it, but it was a bug. It's not supposed to be in there yet. But because yeah. of the glitch, because I, I think they have like in some games, they have the character models there. They have the mapping there, oh, everything sure, yeah. there, but it's right. not supposed to be released yet. You know, I have 96 Pokeballs. I think I, I can catch it. I mean, I'm so sorry with people. Oh, we can't fucking Mew. And they're just <laughs> like, trying to catch it. Like, no. And then like this one kid's on vacation there, visiting that castle. He's having a bad time, breaks his phone. His mom's like, what the hell? I couldn't catch the Mew, mom. Damn There's got to be some good YouTube videos. I got to look at that. <laughs> some good raging, good raging, raging videos. Yeah. This vacation sucks. I'm going to catch you. <laughs> I don't remember. That's all the time we have her for the news to get out of the way. Let's get into the main portion of the podcast.
Welcome, welcome, one and all, to the main portion of the Bad Cody Funky Podcast, issue number 62. Today we're talking about Netflix's Stranger Things, an amazing show, not a movie, a show, eight episodes long, one hour each. Uh, it feels like an old school movie. It's, it's set in a time frame in the late 80s. It's about a boy who gets taken, very Stephen King-like, by a mysterious monster or something that we don't know. In the beginning, we don't know what it is, but he's taken. Okay, he's playing Dungeons and Dragons with his friends. It's very awesome. His kids in the basement. It's kind of it has like an ET vibe. One of those old school like you know little monsters with the savages and and uh, anything. He gets taken, and his mother, played by Renata Ryder, tries to figure out where he went, and his friends try to figure out where he went. Along the way, they find this little girl uh, who has a tattoo eleven on her wrist or they call her L11 and they try to figure out where their friend went everyone thinks the kid is dead but his mother knows but knows better and we we come to find out that he is alive but he is in a different location guys this 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 show had has this amazing nostalgic feel i never would think that in this day and age a movie or a tv show would get that feeling you know from back then from from, from the shows you know and tv and, and movies like the goonies like the sandlot like all those things we've come to know and love that 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 feel can't be captured. They try to do all these remakes, okay, by my movies, Ghostbusters, uh, RoboCop. They try to bring back that old school feel, and it just falls flat on this face. But but Stranger Things feels like Steven Spielberg and, and a Stephen King thing, and it does have that feeling of old school nostalgia. Did you guys get that same feeling while you were watching it? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Like, um, my, my siblings are like 10 years older than I am. So I grew up watching a lot of like the older movies, you know, grew up watching like Goonies, grew up watching The Adventurers, grew up watching like anything I do with like a little kid being in something. That's what I grew up watching. And this gave you the, even the opening of the fucking show dude, feels like you're watching something from the eighties. You know, the way it starts even has like the kind of like grainy look like the, um, like something's off on it. You know what I mean? Like it just looks like fantastic and it feels like you're watching something from the eighties and the the kids are believable. Everything's believable. It's such a just a great show, and it's just it's good. I don't know how to say it, like uh, or how to not be cliche, but it's good. They definitely nailed uh, that that vibe, right? Like, because back in the eighties too, like you know, Dungeons and Dragons was like like in a cult, like you were a Satanist for playing. Right? It's <laughs> like you got that feeling with these kids that were playing this game, like they were very. They were outcasted anyway, right? They were very different. They were isolated from from their peers. So, you know, amongst them, like you knew you were going to have this this really tight knit group of people, very much like a you know like a Stand by Me, right? Where it's yeah. just these yeah. kids are it's them against the world. Like they're already doing something that's taboo in the eighties for that time period. Um, like that whole uh, that whole first episode, I just felt was just like was super awesome. It felt really great and like a really good lead in to something like what you were saying, kind of that that Stephen King, Steven Spielberg like just smashed right into like an eighties like cult cult movie like Goonies or Stand By Me. And I don't know about you guys, but didn't you feel kind of like a weird like kinship to those kids when they were playing D and D? It's like, you know what? Yeah. Yeah. I know how you feel, little guy. Yeah, you're the weirdo in in the class. Yeah. I, I know I know that feels, kid. I know that feels. Dave related to the kid without the teeth. <laughs> I have no idea. I really did. The kid without the teeth. 
Especially when you're looking for the pudding, I'm like, you know what? In this situation, I would do the same thing. <laughs> the this lunch thing. lady, like, she she totally stores chocolate pudding somewhere. Let's go find it. Like, <laughs> I knew I she was lying. That's such a great little kid thing to do. It's like, there's snacks here somewhere. I knew the lunch lady is storing it. Yes! And they find this, like, just mound of pudding. It's like, what? Yeah. Yeah, they definitely, they they did recapture this this magic. And they did so to a point where I'm getting a little worried about season two. Kind of thing where this like this was a perfect, perfect number of episodes, perfect tone. They balanced three different kinds of horror movies in one story, which is great. If you really think about it, they have uh, the West Craven teenagers, right, that are <laughs> yeah, taken West by teenagers. this supernatural yeah. being. You have the uh, Steven Spielberg kids who are all about like, you know, defeating the monster and like, you know, really taking it down. I, you could even say Stephen King as well. It had, did have uh, undertones of it, in my opinion. Yeah, which is really cool. Uh, and then you have like the real like um, Stephen Kingish adult story, where it's just like they're just trying to figure out what the fuck's going on and what's like what kind of supernatural entity or being is taking over while trying to rationalize it, even in the face of uncertainty. Um, in the as you see with the sheriff. Where he's just like, no, this can't. And actually, to his credit, he was rather accepting of it once he saw it in his face. He's like, yep, nope, this is uh, this is happening. This is okay. And and he's just such like the chillest sheriff, too. Like, I rewatched the first episode uh, just because I feel like I wasn't paying as close attention as I should have been. And he has this line where it's just like, it's a Monday to his secretary. He's like, it's Monday. Like, you know what we do on Monday? Coffee and reflection. That's all we do. Um... So in the, he really kind of steps up and becomes the, from that slacker sheriff to the hero, really, well, of the story. That's like so great about it. It's like you you think he's going to be just like the way they present him in the first episode, especially like you think he's going to be just like the jock douchebag, basically. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like the t- like the cliche, like 80s guy. Oh, this is like baloney mumbo jumbo. Yeah. But then you get to see him like he's actually a really good cop, like the way he figures shit out. Yeah. And, like, just the little cues and clues he has. Like, you really see, like, why he's a cop. He's really yeah. good at what he does. Yeah, and when he, he's and not, you, like, drinking or drugged up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, but if you think about it, and I don't want to jump too forward in it, he has a good reason to drink and get drugged sure. up. Like, oh, you, yeah. Can't, yeah. you can't deny he doesn't. But still, yeah, he's a good cop. And I think what fueled his character especially was the fact that it was a missing kid. Sure. Considering yeah. his background and who he was. Like, if it was, like... Anybody else, like a teenager, he probably wouldn't have given a shit. But because it was a kid, it probably it fueled him that much more. Yeah. You know, because he knew what Winona Ryder's character was going through. He knew that feeling. Yeah. So he's like, I will do everything in my power to do it. And it just, yeah, you got to see the character evolve like in every single episode. Which is great. And the actual line was coffee and contemplation. <laughs> I remember that's what it was. Coffee. Yeah, and because like, uh, like he, he couldn't save his own kid. Yeah. 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 So it was just like you get to know these characters and love them. They become more than two dimensional, except for Winona Ryder. Um, Winona Ryder. I, I think she did a good job. She, yeah. She did as well as. I'm not the biggest Winona Ryder fan. I don't think she has. Lydia from Beetlejuice did a good job here, okay? Like, I think she did a good job. The lady from Mr. Deeds did an all right job. Was she in Mr. Deeds? Yeah, she was. She was a reporter. She was Pam Dawson from 
Westchester Tinville. Westchester Tinville. Is this Fountain High C? Oh my god. But uh, yeah, I think she did a really good job, especially, especially uh, you know, uh, with her role of being the mother. Because because like you hear a lot of like these actresses don't like playing mothers and stuff. It's just what they can yeah. get. But she was really into the oh, role. Yeah. And at first, it was kind of weird because I don't see Winona Ryder as that that kind sure, of mother. Yeah. You yeah, know, I, mean. I so I was like, oh, okay, let me get get used to this. But as it went on, like I really felt that like that was her child, and she was just yeah. like, I know he's alive. Like he's. He's not dead. He's out there, so now I have to look for him, you know. Yeah. And especially when you know she uh, she she first started hearing him, and she was seeing the lights flicker in his house because he was in this other dimension. He was taken to this other dimension. The upside and, and, down. And the, upside the upside down. down they yeah. they called it. And uh, you know she was seeing like the, the lamps and the lights in her house flicker and stuff. And she was like, "Well, like is that you? Is is that you?" And then she 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 kind of heard him. And then you know there was a thing that came out of the wall. And she's like, "What the hell is that?" <laughs> she's like well that's not my son but you know he's trying to talk to me and she's like are you here and the lights started going off and then uh, she had the ingenious thing of putting Christmas lights in her house and she strung them along and she was just like you know if you're here say something and the lights would go off and you know she went under her cover and she had this this ball of lights and she's like okay alright blink one for yes and two for no if you're here and this is you and, and he was doing it and I really god she really got into that role yeah. of, of, of the mother when she was just freaking out and going insane the whole town and everyone and the sheriff is thinking she, you're insane like you're, you have to let go and you know they uh, and they, they find his body in the quarry, and they're like, "That's him." We, we ha- you have to come down and identify him, and things like that. And then uh, she goes there. They lift, they lift up the the, the, the curtain and um, the cover, and it cuts to her just just walking out. And it's like, "That's not my son. That's that's not him. Yeah. He's alive." And they're like, "No, you have to come to terms with that's him. He's dead. We have to give him a funeral." She's like, "That's not him. He's alive. I talked to him. He's he's there. I don't know where he is, but he's alive." And and uh, the whole time we we don't see where, where this kid is, but we have it in our heads he's somewhere. And I love that that the mystery went on for a while. Like we didn't see the monster yet, but we knew there was some kind of monster. Was it an alien? Was it some kind of demon? Like what what was it? You don't know. But it had that cool eerie feel about it. Not only that, but like I'm the first person to say like in a horror movie, especially like once they show the monster, once they show the ghost, once they show the thing, I no longer believe it's scary. But I gotta say, man, this monster was, like, fucking scary. Like, I saw it, and I'm like, oh, my God. Like, it has, like, no... It has no eyes. Technically, it has no face. It's just... When did we, when did we first see it? <sighs> uh, we 40? first... I don't remember what episode number. It was, like... It was pretty far into it, though, I think. Yeah, it was pretty far into it. Yeah, like, three or four, like, around there. Because, basically, we see it when, um... When L... Like, when it shows a flashback with L and she's talking to, like, or she's inside a Russian guy, and you kind of see it, like, more or less in the distance. It's, like, around that episode. Like, it was either yeah. L shows us first or the kid's older sister, like, kind of sees it. Like, it's one of those two episodes where we actually see, like, the actual, like, creature looks like. But it's, yeah, like, yeah. it's fucking scary, man. At yeah. first, you know what it looks yeah. like. Then you see it and you're, like, fuck. It's just, like, a a giant, like, vag with teeth, you know? Like, I don't know how to put it, but it's just, like, it's... Ugh, it's know? like it's like the predator mouth is its entire face. Yeah, it's, it's like the things from from like what was it, like Blade Three, where like there was like weird vampires. It, it's it kind of yeah. like reminded me of something from from Resident Evil. It's like a Zubat's face. Yeah, like Zubat's face. And the sound it makes, man, it's just like so like this weird like clicking. Like I can't even do it, but like just. Ugh. I think that the show did a really awesome job at like blending in some like metaphysics. To like yeah. explain this like 
Yeah. Like this is an alternate reality. Like it's not a matter of this is horror and that this is just like a ghost that's haunting you. Like this is legit a collision of two dimensions. It is like an incursion in the Marvel universe. Like you have two worlds <laughs> that are merging together right now. Yeah. And that monster is in its like we we don't know what the hell happened to that dimension. Like, yeah. is that just the norm? Like, because there was, you would see when, um, when Hop and, uh, and, um, Winona Ryder, Winona Ryder's character, Winona what's Ryder. her name? I can't even remember. I don't know. It's Winona. It's mom. Yeah. When, <laughs> when, when Winona what's Ryder her and, name? and Chief mom. Hopper there went into the upside down, like it was a hundred percent an analog of where they were yeah. just this alternate reality. And I actually thought that was pretty cool because for this type of genre to have like this underlying suspense and kind of horror like it legit like at the surface like as the teacher was saying like yeah it's just you really need all of this energy to punch a hole through space and time and multiple universes can exist side by side i thought that was actually kind of neat and like that's the world's smartest elementary the slash middle school science teacher that's so real that dude is overqualified for his position I was like watching this. I explained the kids. It's like it's a Saturday night. And he's telling this kid how to make like a freaking like deprivation chamber. Yeah. And it's like I wish I had that teacher now. Best yeah. teacher ever. He had a hot date and he was like, "All right, I'm gonna explain science to you right now." Yeah. Like, like, like what? Like, who does? You just that? need 1,500 pounds of salt. Um, yeah. I will tell you exactly everything you need because I know right off the top of my head. I know, right? <laughs> it's just like I like. I, I, I really liked the, the the character of L. This 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 young actress did a really yeah. really good oh, job. God, it was something yeah. akin to to uh, Akira, obviously Akira. And it's cool, like when you find out that that like you know there was all these experiments with with the MK Ultra and LSD, uh, you know, but back back in the day. And, and it's crazy because it's also a real thing, which is yeah. really crazy. The MK Ultra experiments. If you if you like YouTube does or Google them, it's like the most like crazy, crazy thing ever. But uh, just the fact that like her mom was experimented on, and her mom became just like this vegetable, you know, this just you know whatever. And uh, L became kind of like a successful experiment in the works, where she can reach out to certain things. You know, they were using these experiments to try to spy on the Russians, and you know, because because back then they were the enemy, you know, the Soviet uh and everything commies. Damn, <laughs> the com- goddamn commies. commies goddamn yeah. reds <laughs> the only red i like is red white and blue <laughs> <laughs> america america but yeah uh her, her her character is is so great the, the way she just comes into the these uh these these boys lives she shows up and they're like what the hell we're we looking for a buddy like who are you she's got her shaved head and everything and you know she she escapes this place where she was experimented on and you find out that they're like this guy you know, it was um, was the guy running the secret facility her dad, or was that just the dude who's doing the experiment? That no, was that's the dude doing the experiment. Yeah, he he positioned to her as her father. I think that's all yeah. she knows. But like they even said, like there's that crazy woman who's like, he stole my baby. He's <laughs> like, all right, baby. lady. Next you're gonna say dingoes like your baby, whatever. And no one really believed her, right? And I, yeah. I think yeah. that uh, eleven or or L was her is her child. That's why they approached her at the end. Yeah, they were just like, yeah, hey, you yeah. know, like now, this is a thing. Well, that's why they just that whole thing about like the miscarriage and stuff, and that like yeah. it was just all like she was taken from her at the hospital, and everything was kind of covered up by this lab and then mm-hmm. you know at the end of um towards the end of the show when hop and uh, winona Ryder got you know taken purposefully into the lab like 
he was like, yeah, you scrambled her brain. Like you made her forget that yeah. she had a child. Yeah. And that was, uh, that was like, wow, like this dude literally has like unlimited power. And like, to your point, Serge, like, like, I don't know if like, like power like that existed in a, like military government gave that much power to civilians back then. But like, it's kind of scary that like this civilian had that much power where like he walked into a diner and had this girl just like murder somebody in cold blood. Yeah. That and, like got crazy. away with it. Like, yeah, yeah I, I love that he was like the quintessential, like, like 80s bad guy. He, <laughs> he had the look and everything. The I was like, hair. dude, this, the hair. And it, dude, that guy's an 80s bad guy. You know like, the, best oh, thing about him, though, the best thing about him, which a lot of people didn't like catch. Remember Full Metal Jacket? Yeah. yeah. He's Joker. Really? Oh, he's no Joker shit. Full yeah, Metal yeah. Jacket. Oh, no shit. So yeah. he's like an 80s icon himself. Like, it's <laughs> like he came back to do this show. And, like, to bring it back to, like, Elle's mom, the girl that was a vegetable, like, granted, it's a TV show. There's always a chance they don't get things right in TV shows. But from this show, I'll say they probably did this on purpose. When hmm. someone becomes a vegetable from LSD, not saying I've tried it, but I'm just saying, when someone becomes a vegetable from LSD, they literally are a vegetable, meaning drooling, they can't do much, whatever. The mom was still cognizant to a degree, like almost in shock. Sure. So who's to say the experiment wasn't successful with the mom herself? Yeah. And she saw something that fucked her up. You know, True. like maybe she saw the creature or she saw another dimension completely, or maybe she got her like consciousness got stuck in another dimension. Who's to say? That didn't happen with Elle's mom. That, that was actually there was actually a theory I had after after I watched the show because I found it odd that the the quintessential villain guy he he wasn't surprised when Elle made contact with something right because because yeah. uh, when they started upping the experiments and they, they were they were telling Elle all right you know like at first let, let's see if you can crush this Coca Cola can. <laughs> I was like, well, I brought a basement Coca-Cola can. Yeah, drink yeah, of the eighties right there, really. Yeah, drink yeah, yeah quintessential drink of the eighties, and uh and she can do that. And then they started more and more and more. So when they moved to the, the deprivation tank and she finally was inside the upside down, this other dimension, she saw this creature in the distance and she saw it hunched over like eating something or whatever, and she touched it and that uh, initially gave it a portal to our world. Uh, he wasn't really surprised. He was like, I want you to do that again, but I want you to make contact. He And he said something along the lines of, like, it's it's trying to talk to you. It's like, oh, this guy's not surprised that it's there. Mm. He's not, because the way he's talking, the way he's telling her to actually try to do something with it, you know, it's like, you think it would be free to, like, oh, well, he, well, well, he's kind of a man of science, you would figure, like, oh, what is it? Well, what, what did it look like? He didn't answer. He didn't ask any of those questions. He was saying, "Try to make contact." It's just, don't be scared. Yada yada yada. It just, it can't hurt you. Just try. And it's just like, so I think they've run into it before, but I don't think it it was able to come into our world. I think they wanted to understand what it was. Yeah, you know, or maybe they didn't know it was a what because in her experience before, she was able to reach out and be a walkie-talkie and listen in on Russian conversations. So they right. figured. Okay, maybe whatever she stumbled onto is like a secret Russian experiment. So whatever it is, just try to figure out whatever it is. It could be that too. So it could be he knew there was a creature or he didn't know it was a creature. He just thought it was some kind of Russian experiment that America had to, you know, to take down. But yeah. it was crazy that he was just like, yeah, trying to make contact with it. But it's crazy that she's the reason why it is able to come into yeah. our world. Yeah, yeah she know. punched the hole. Like she had enough she energy has all to, that power. to rip 
a gate in space time. Like it's yeah. ridiculous. That was crazy. And that and was like, like as you talk about L being a really good character, like I just want to mention like the most useless character in this show was uh, Mike's dad. Like what did he have right? to offer? Why did he exist? No, that's exactly why he existed. Because a lot of like people, and and he represented, and it's like going way past the show. But he represented like what was in the eighties, someone that was like safe to marry, safe to be with. That's actually what Mm. the older brother said. Also, you know, he's like, you're gonna be just like your mom, marry a guy who's safe, who has no personality whatsoever, just has a good Uh. job, works in a company, and he's safe. And that's who the father was, just like a nameless Joe that. Makes fifty thousand dollars a year. Has a you know what I mean? Like that's what he was meant to represent. Um, so that, was, that was his whole point. But at the same time, it just it just he represents like how like especially the son himself that the boys how like independent they were to do the stuff they did. Right. You know, because yeah. if you think about it, yeah, some of the adults were one dimensional except for a couple, but it was really about the kids. What the kids could do, what they did on their own, what they weren't afraid of, what they were afraid of, how they came to—you know—it was really that's what it really was all about about these kids. Sure. Can know? we talk about that scene too, where that dude that um, uh, drawing a blank on his name, but the guy that pissed his pants, like oh the bully, yeah, the uh, bully that pissed his pants after these kids with a knife, like yeah. that, when does that happen in middle school? Like a when lot. do you get? When have you ever had a knife pulled on you in middle school? There's it a couple happen. of kids. That it got depends expelled. on which part of the country you go to school yeah. to get, Not, get a it knife pulled on, on you. Depends on what part of the country. It just depends on the fucking kid. Like some yeah, kids are just. I mean, I mean I, it's it just goes back to like doesn't matter where someone grows up. If someone's fucked up in the head, they're fucked up in the head. Doesn't right. matter if they have like both parents and they both have good jobs and the parents love each other. Doesn't matter, you know. And that's what this kid is. He's just fucked up in the head yeah although although he did pull a knife on them but he never really used a knife on them he never cut them with the knife i i I do like uh that that embarrassing moment where 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 l like he uh she she saves she saves the boy from the bully and she makes the bully like piss his pants and every time l uses her power she gets a nosebleed so I, I love I love when she makes the kid pees his pants in front of the whole school. Most embarrassing thing that happened to a kid, and then she rubs her nose and just kind of just like backs off camera with like yeah. this like swagger. Yeah. It's all she's just like yeah. <laughs> she's like yeah, I'm out now. Just wipes her nose. It's like all right, cool. You bit. <laughs> now is it me or just like the little kid, like the bully kid? Doesn't he look like every single like bully from the '80s or like '90s? Like yeah, he looks yeah. like the older he's, brother. He's from, that bully. He looks like the older brother from Wonder Years who was a prick. You know what I mean? Like, he looks like, uh, what's his face from Home Alone? Like, the older brother also who's a prick. Yeah. You know, like, he just looks like every single prick they got, like, in, like, all these movies. Like, what's, I need a kid, like, I can only imagine the casting process. Like, I need someone who looks like, I want to punch him in the face. I need a kid with a punchable face. So you just want to, just want to give a knuckle sandwich to every day. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I I like how they had those quintessential roles from, from those, uh, from those movie times. Like, uh, like the kid, you know, the whole, uh, like teenage drama, you know, like you had the boy, the uh, <laughs> the, the, the 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 tunnel snake looking kid, 
you know, but but he wasn't one dimensional. Like he he liked the the very nice girl who was very smart, very pretty, or whatever. And you know, he was kind of a jerk at times. He's like, "Come on, I mean, let's like let, let's I want you know I want to go down to you know your house tonight and everything." And she's like, "No, I got to study." Okay, we'll study for a little bit. I'll sneak into your window. He sneaks into her room and stuff like that, and he tries to get on with her. But he wasn't that one dimensional '80s character. Like he he I wanted to hate the kid, but he did have a conscience. Yeah. At the same time, like he really wanted to uh, like be. be, be a good guy he was like i do want what's best for you and he did actually start helping her study and then as as things went on he he did go back to that that 80s character where he was like a jerk just wanted to get the girl but then he also had another dimension to him too he was also he was also a nice guy you know it was his arc was the the best full circle arc in the show absolutely and i was i was excited to see as much as like the show made you want jonathan and nancy to be together I am really happy that like he totally redeems himself, got him the camera to replace the camera that he broke. Yeah. Yeah, Nancy and Steve were together at the end and was like, Hey, I didn't like that though. Did you give it to him? Like now granted, I have a lot of problems with the ending of the show that we can definitely discuss probably in a little, like actually coming up soon here. But like, I think he had the strongest arc in the story. And That was interesting to see. Like, I didn't expect that. Like, he was, out of all the kids in high school and middle school, like, his character had the most most depth and ended up in a completely different position than I thought he would have ended up in. Yeah. Yeah, I ended up not hating him. Yeah. 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 Yeah, Like, I expected me to just be sitting there the whole time. Hands crossed, lean back, being like, fuck him, fuck him, fuck him, fuck him. <laughs> and there was, like, a point where that was true, um, you know, when he, like, smashes the camera and he's being a complete, like, dick. And then you kind of realize his motives and, like, you know, like, what would you do in that instance? You got this creepy dude taking pictures in the middle of the night in a swimming pool <laughs> while you're, pictures. like, boning this girl up in your room. That's fucking creepy. <laughs> like, yeah. like, I'm sorry. Like, there's, there's no excuse in that. And anyone really would react in a similar not if not manner just like you'd have the same mentality of being like fuck you break and camera I, I, I can't creep on me anymore and the, the, that was a pretty good fight they had too it looked like an actual scuffle yeah, it didn't look choreographed it didn't look it right. was like these these two like teenage boys who were just like fighting you know yeah. essentially you know, over this girl but like, i didn't like that he ended up that 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 dude ended up with a girl it should have been the, the guy with the camera i don't know, you know? I'm, I'm okay with it i mean yeah i mean like he, he was such a dick you know like like what well, okay well while well, the kid with the camera was like trying to catch this monster and believed her and they were doing all this stuff like this 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 you know like joey over here is you know like writing that she's a slut in the marquee and he's pretty space painted yeah, it but on he there. undid it he didn't yeah, well, it wasn't him that was doing it. It was his buddy. Yeah, but that's the other thing about this character. It's like in the same thing. It's like you hate him, and then there's a part when he actually starts to redeem himself. He you're does. Like, you're like, damn, God damn it, does. Yeah. I just want to hate this asshole. And he's, yeah, you're, you're, he's you're like, just, bunch of different, yeah. And they, they got like like the look too. Like he almost has this like douchier Andrew Garfield look to him. <laughs> <laughs> Douchey Andrew Garfield. And he has like this weird fucking hair. Yeah, right. Shit. It's just like, like I don't understand yeah, his the, hair. The, the I don't Tarantino understand his mentality. But like. The more you learn about him, the more you're like forgiving. Like Dave was saying, you're like, yeah, you know what? That's such a bad guy. You bought him his camera back. Yeah, you literally you bought the camera you back. Didn't even he spray paint the this stuff on the marquee, and you are going up the ladder, not getting paid to do so, and wiping it off. And think yeah. about this: out of all of the characters in the show that had to be faced with the upside down in this monster, mm-hmm. everybody was kind of slowly introduced to this and oh, like yeah. worked up to this idea. 
Steve walked into this fucking house to this monster coming through a wall. He ran out of the house stumbling to his car, not knowing if he was going to fucking die or not. Then comes back in with a spiked baseball bat and beats the shit out of this monster. Yeah. I mean, dude, like he completely went from like, like he was introduced to this thing in like a, a way that none of the other characters were. And still ended up being the hero of the moment, saving the fucking day, and perhaps everybody's life. Like, I thought that was pretty... That was the moment that I'm like, damn, dude, like, you definitely deserve the girl. Dude, because he had to save his girl. He was like, this thing's going after my lady! (laughs) You know, like, he really... (laughs) He was like, no, he's like, I've been working on this, you know, because he he was such a jerk. But at the same time, like, he he didn't really force himself on her. So, because you see a lot of these old old movies where guys just like, yeah, come on, Sandy. (laughs) And that was the type of guy that, like, it was... Like, this show is painting him out to be in the beginning. It really yeah. was painting him out to be that kind of, like, come on, Sandy, just come out with me. Yeah, you know, that's enough. You know, like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, we'll study. Don't worry about it. Yeah, like, but but then, you know, like, it, it really showed his character, like, that, that at night when he was in the girl's room and he was like, all right, you don't want to make out. Cool. All right, let's go back to your flashcards. Okay, so what is this thing? And he just keeps on, like, helping her study. Yeah. And then the other night where, you know, they were partying, oh, yeah, there's, there's no parents at my house. Come pool party. And, you know, they all jump in the pool and he's, she's just, he's, He's like, oh, I'll get you a change of clothes. And she followed him to the room. And he was like, here's your change of clothes. Go ahead, change. And he starts to leave. And she's like, hey, like, I'm ready now. And he's <laughs> like, I, okay. And he, the way he posed, she's like, okay, are you sure? Like, okay, let's go. Yeah, the way you she posed. Like, I was like, no he's a good, he yeah. was a good guy. I was like, yeah. damn, I want to I want to punch him in the face. But he, he was, in the end, he was a good guy. I was like, well, damn. And the nature of the party, too, on. says a lot about his character. Where, yeah. like, I expected, like, a can't hardly wait, like, rager, right? <laughs> can't where, hardly like, wait. Set- Fucking no. Seth Green shows up and, Can't you know, like a John Leguizamo's brother or whatever. And, like, they're all there, right? <laughs> and, but no, it's just him, her, her friend, and two of his friends. Oh, yeah. poor Barb. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh my God. Poor Barb. Barb. Do we need to pour what? out some more? Yeah. Yes, we do. Yeah, it's pour out some more yeah. for, for Barb. Like, th- this girl was just trying to protect her, her really cute friend and everything. And her friend was like, you know, I'm cool at the party. I'm going to go up to his room. You go home. And she's like, what? You told me not to and you go home. And she sits there and chills at the pool. Like, all right, I'm going to wait here for my girl until she's done. And I'm going to take her home. And this creature just like, because like she, she cuts herself. And this creature just comes and just takes her. And then like, like, like just kills her. You know, just brutal, just brutally takes her, kills her, and then you know what? When eventually when they go the upside down, they find her dead. It's like what the hell, Barb? Nobody Aww. cared about Barb. I really yeah. hope though that story arc because it's felt like it just kind of stopped it. Yeah, I yeah. hope they play on it like in season two. Like we actually get to see the sister Barb's like, revenge. No, not even yeah. that. See the sister like fucked up. Like it's my fault. My friend died. You know, like that's what I would think. Like, you know, if I told someone, yeah, go home, and they fucking stayed. You know, like, I would think it's my fault. It would be my fault at that point. You know, I mean, I feel like you could have that blame if it was like a mass murderer, but it was a fucking creature from another dimension. (laughs) Even still, though, even still, like they should play upon that. And it kind of sort of did because when all the friends like reunited and they're like in the hostel bed, it, it felt like I was watching like, um. Lord of the Rings, actually, when all the hobbits showed up, you know, sure, it's like, yeah. the older sister starts crying, like, her eyes out, and I think it was because her friend's not there. Yeah. You yeah. know, so I'm actually kind of disappointed that. that season two is going to be the same cast. I was really hoping that they oh, would have it? done, like, yeah. an American horror story type thing where they would have gone off and done a different creepy thing. Mm, or, yeah. Ah, like... Uh, 
I don't know, because there's a lot of... Now, I'm going to admit this right now. I fucking hate American Horror Story because they do that shit. Um, yeah. Because there's a lot of loose ends in Stranger Things that I want to see taken care of. In American Horror Story, it just feels like bad writing. You know, it's like, there's a loose end, but we're not going to come back to the story again, so fuck it. We're not going to explain it. You know, it's like, they do that a lot. And yeah, they change... They don't change cast. The same cast playing as different characters... But they're the same fucking character in a different story. I like the the, for the first season. After that, like it was it was alright. And then it just like Even I was the like, first Man. season, like I thought it was cool, but again, it's it goes the same thing where it's like there's just it felt like they're writing each episode as it went on. Mm, you know, sure. and that's what it came off to me. Yeah. And it's like I that's I hope they don't do that with this. Like this felt like Stranger yeah. Things felt like it was really well done and drawn out. You and know and before I mean? like, and, and, and any announcement, like, I, I kind of figured they would, they would continue with it as kind of like the Twilight Zone, like Stranger Things, yeah. you know, like a bunch of different stories, and yeah. that'd be kind of cool. But what they're, they're doing, what I, I was reading a bunch of interviews and stuff uh, about potential season two things. It's not confirmed, but I think everyone would be surprised if it didn't happen. Even like mm-hmm. the, the Duffer brothers who created this show, they're, they're like, yeah, like they're talking about what they're going to do. And they already have plans. Like the kids are already going through puberty. Like the kid with like toothless. Oh, wow is actually his voice is, was significantly deeper at the, the end of shooting this. So they had to like mix it up and like and change it that way. So what they're doing, they're planning on anyways, is skipping a year. Oh, interesting. So they're going to do that. So that explains why the kids, you know, have grown up a bit ah. and stuff like that. And and maybe we find out what happens throughout the year and what the extent of uh, Will and his like <laughs> bleeding into the yeah. you know the Dude. the other side and, and yeah, because I I like that I like that when they when they did go on the upside down and and they did find Will he like the, the scene was akin to Alien yeah where he was in all this like tangled up mess yes. in the wall and he had like a tube. On it. I'm like, oh, it's like alien. Instead of a face hugger, it's like this little tube thing. And then they pull it out of his mouth, and then they, they bring him down and get him all the goop off the wall. I was like, dude, that's like alien. He has me, like a like a symbiote inside. What of him remind me of the most about Alien was like not even that part. That just like kind of was like the icing on the cake. Was when they were like in the closed off wing of like the facility. It was already looking at like the atmosphere from the upside down. Yeah, like there's that these plants, these things growing already, like Alien. Turning it into the the atmosphere, you know, that was in the other in the upside down, which I thought was like brilliant. You know, it's like the world, whatever was like in the upside down was like growing in our world, and they had to like basically like just like close it off so it wouldn't like go any like any further. And it was like genius, you know. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, let's talk about the ending really quickly because we're getting closer and closer to that everyone's favorite time. Um, so Vincent, I know there's a couple points you wanted to bring up. Yeah, I I hated the ending. Um, yeah. I, <laughs> yeah, I hated a couple points. I fucking hated it. Yeah, Next. I, like, a couple points. It was fucking Drops terrible. <laughs> like, I get that. Like, everybody kind of wanted to go back to normal, but mm. do you fucking understand that a monster from another dimension was trying to murder the entire everybody's fucking faces? Yeah, and yeah. like, like, did. Uh, Mike and Nancy's mom like really understand the gravity of the situation which their kids were in like do the kids quite understand like the gravity of the situation I don't think so like I I just felt that that falling out scene afterwards Mm. was just kind of like hey everybody it's a month later we're all happy and safe right nothing happened like and then when Will went up and spit up the slug I was just like for fuck's sake like that just means that season two will have to be this 
grander thing. Like it then has to now, like the show now has to scale to this. There's an alien now living inside of Will or a creature from another dimension. And he's now like portaling and connected to both these, these dimensions. And it's like, so the main doctor is now dead. So the only one that did the research on it is dead. Like the whole lab is like, done so Mm -hmm. now you're gonna have like this greater thing that's gonna come in and like this greater government agency and i'm like so the show's gonna get bigger and i'm afraid that it's just gonna scale too much and lose what made this show so great being small town kind of creepy like weird thing yeah i i really liked the um how they defeated the monster with l because they were referencing it pretty hard i missed it at first and i went back when i was rewatching and i looked it up um they she's the phoenix essentially l <laughs> l's the phoenix l's gene gray and they actually L's referenced that in the first episode oh you're right when and I, I i knew you'd pick up on this vincent um and any marvel comic or x-men fan will know that the issue number which is escaping right now of x-men that oh will God. is racing to is the first one with the dark phoenix I, yeah yeah so he's like, yeah, I want X-Men number, what was it? 134. 134. 134. Yeah, they, they, 134. They kept mentioning, I have your X-Men 134. Yeah. And it's the Phoenix Saga. Oh, it's the Phoenix Saga. It's the Phoenix Saga. And I think um, that wasn't, isn't that like a pivotal point in the Phoenix Saga as well? Yeah. So like how she defeats the monster is how Jean Grey defeated, um, what the fuck was his name? Mastermind? No. Can't remember his name. How it was literally like the same way, just like pushed up against the wall and just like torn apart with sheer power. Um, um, so that was so really right. cool. What was that? It? Didn't dawn on like that issue number didn't dawn on me until you just said that. But yeah, yeah you're totally right. Yeah, it yeah, didn't dawn on me the first time I watched it. When I rewatched it, so, yeah. it, I was just like, "That's a thing that has to." With yeah. the amount of references in this show and like the pure just attention to detail in this, and like even some of the more subtle um, foreshadowing. Or less subtle too, foreshadowing. Like this is a thing. Like there's no way you just <laughs> drop a. It's one thing if you say, "Oh, I want your X Men," and then you go get them. It's another thing entirely when you say X Men issue number one thirty four. Yeah, right. A specific inch exactly. issue number one thirty four, and they kept yeah. seeing it in the show. And but they did that with a couple different things, like uh, especially with uh, Dungeons and Dragons, like the the yeah. monster. The gore- uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, the the the, the gorgon or whatever it's called, Demogorgon. The, the the demogorgon. It's uh, it's it's a monster that that that, that preys on children. Yeah. You know that yeah. steals. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and oh, another thing is they were they kept like you know like uh the, the things from from Lord of the Rings like this um this uh veiled dimension was yeah. also in Dungeons and Dragons and in, in the other lore they were talking about. So they were already talking about this other world and everything they were going through through uh through their game and through this their their references. So I thought that I thought that was pretty cool. Like oh, the, yeah, yeah. The show and, was, I mean, there, uh, there were some inconsistencies um, mm-hmm. that I noticed because. They out of nowhere, I feel like they're all of a sudden like, yeah, and this thing catches people up based off of blood yeah. when like there wasn't any any evidence of that when he picked up Will. Will wasn't bleeding when he picked him up. And they actually said that, too. They're like, oh, they pick then the cops and um, what's his name? The chief finds his bike. Oh, is there any blood? Nope, there's no blood. All right. There's, you know, there's no blood. How the fuck did the monster find the kid? Yeah. And I wonder Although, if it was just because of proximity to the, yeah. the place. That's like, like no, because they did show that. They did show that. It's not really like a um, a loophole. They actually like actually showed that. Like the kid was riding by the place. That's right. how the other kids figured it out. And it was just out. It was just like walking around, and it just happened to come upon Will. 
Yeah, you know? I mean, it's just that's it's, the only reason why it took. Yeah, because you saw it was great after other animals too. Like, like it took down a deer, and yeah. it was it was already like munching on something when it was in the other well, well, world when the, the, was the yeah at it. the deer it found again with was all bloody, and then Barb. I, I just think they didn't need the blood right. explanation. I think the the midnight snack wandering around would have been suffice to me. I think they tried to add something on there that they didn't need to, and for me, it just it broke it a little bit. Like I still I don't love know because when thing, you're but. when you're hunting a predator, like that's like the best way to do it. Like how do you hunt a predator? Put its food source out somewhere, mm-hmm. you know, something that's going to draw it to it, and that's how they were able to do it really well. That's how it worked. You know, the other two times, the other the time where it caught Will was exactly that. It was just wandering around, you know, oh, what the fuck is this? I'm going to eat it, you know, and it just chased him down like a predator would. So, yeah, like it's really not like a weird loose end. It was like almost like fixed later. Like they just figured it kept on coming back because it was drawn by blood. Like they even said it itself, themselves, like three hunters were taken, were disappeared because they were taken by this thing. Right, right. And Most I, likely I, because they killed an animal and it just came when like there was I blood. I get that. So. I just think it was an unneeded explanation. Yeah. Mm. I think it was just unnecessary and then it kind of made me be like, eh, whatever, you don't need whatever. I, I wonder. I wonder if Will himself is going to turn into like the next yeah. creature. Oh, the other know? thing cool. too, to Vincent's point, they all just assume it's one monster. Yeah, they, 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 like I, I actually like. I thought it was more than one monster. Yeah. Is the thing because when you first saw it, like, and, and then when you see it at the end, I'm like, wait a minute, that one's not really like white and pale and pasty, which is what I thought the other one was. This one's kind of red. Yeah, you know, I was like, isn't there more? And and when they were in the upside down, like the the the, the, the smart cute girl and then the dude with the camera, like when they were walking when they were walking around, it's still like this thing was huge. It was it was big. It almost had like a different stature. I was like, is there more than one of these things? Because that yeah, one looks they're... like a like a bigger stature, you know, predatory thing, and another one look kind of gangly and, and, and uh, you know as if that one's the one that goes out well, and does no, the it recon. Was, it was like roughly the same size but when we see it like fully in the light it was already mm-hmm. like burned after that fact. Yeah. Like they just burned it. That's why it was all pink and like fucked up. Like I thought oh, yeah, the same yeah, thing yeah, yeah. Right. also mm. that you know maybe there's more of them but if there was more of them we would have seen like more more disappearances probably like more shit going on. Yeah. Um, like I was like one of the reviews I was reading about not the reviews but like one of the things I was reading about like when they're doing a season two is they're gonna explain exactly where the creature comes from and why there's only one. Oh, oh wow! Which okay. means okay. it's not probably from that world. It's not right. from the upside down. It just happened to get so stuck there. Is know? the upside down completely void of people? Because then that would be an interesting thing. Yeah, now that the monster's gone. Like, will what's there? If we see the upside down again, will there be people? And just quickly too, I just want to point out. Uh, X-Men 134's Uncanny X-Men uh, issue number 134's title is Too Late the Heroes and the X-Men escape and fight the Hellfire Cub Jean Grey slash Black Queen becomes Dark Phoenix for the very first time ever ah. yeah. so interesting becomes a Dark Phoenix for the first time yeah. and it, call and interesting that they make L kind of somewhat maybe alive somewhere Eating, yeah, eating Eggos, yeah. just munching on Eggos. Whether <laughs> yeah, she's yeah, because yeah, yeah, she she does what like this like that, Phoenix dude? like Akira thing. She she like disintegrates the creature yeah. and herself in the process. But at the end, like the the sheriff guy gets called into a car by these shady looking like G men, these government looking dudes, and she and he he buy he gets these Eggo waffles and he puts them in the woods. 
So is she still alive somewhere? Is 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 she a monster now in the upside down? Does she trade places or something? What? Because he's not. He's actually. Yeah, he's not going to just put Eggos in the woods just because that that was L's like favorite thing to eat. I mean, you don't know. Maybe that's just what he does on Saturdays. Just get Eggos and put them in a bread box in the middle of the forest. Before any of that happened, he just put Eggo waffles out in the middle of the forest because (laughs) reasons. Because that's Saturday night. Why not? Imagine the creators like we did that because we needed more 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 product placement. Eggo waffles told us we need more product placement so we just put it in there. we were literally fifty dollars short on our budget and ego said they'd give it to us if we just yeah. put in this last bit like like we didn't have, we didn't have a smart way to do it in transformers where we're <laughs> where mark Wahlberg like like literally crashes into a budweiser truck like gets a bud and like drinks it and then just like <laughs> 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 that was the most ridiculous thing ever hollywood stop doing that i'm coming for uh, you he crashes just- into the budweiser truck he he takes one opens it on on the car just drinks it with the label facing the camera and throws it. I was like, really? Really? At product placement? Ugh. Like, Can you imagine if it? Mark Wahlberg was in Stranger Things, though? He'd just be like, hey, Mark guys, I think we just went to the Upside Down. What do you think? <laughs> hey guys, I would totally stop watching movie. it. Yeah. <laughs> He'd be the same character he's in every movie. He's either every very, very angry or just like super pushover, you know? Yeah. One thing I want to say about the show before, like we finish, before we finish up, which I noticed for myself, I don't know if the same with you guys is, um, we've seen a lot of Netflix shows. Period. You know, we've watched like Jessica Jones, we've watched Daredevil, we've watched quite a bit. Stranger Things is one of the first shows that I've watched personally that I wanted to watch again after it's done. You know, like I watched Daredevil once, I'm like, all right, I'm good, I'm good, yeah, yeah, yeah. Jessica Jones, I'm like, all right, I'm good, but this, it's like. I want to watch it again. I'm probably yeah. going to watch it sometime this weekend. You know. Like, well, I'm sure there's certain scenes of Jessica Jones you watch more than once, but it's well, different podcasts, different, different. <laughs> you can watch. You can listen to that on that iTunes, and SoundCloud, guys. Listen to us on that. I want. I wanted to keep this kind of classy, but thanks, Sergio. You know, now is the time you keep it classy. <laughs> but you're right. Yeah, there are certain. So you're scenes. Wait, wait, wait. An hour ago. Dave wanted to keep it classy. Yeah, I just hey, are, keep it is this Dave or is this like the upside down Dave? Is that what it's it the upside down Dave? Speed up, speed upside down. Uh, one thing we have time for is the secret question. Yes, it's time for my secret question. It's uh, something that happens about every. It wasn't time for the song yet. God damn it, upside down Dave. It's time now. God damn it, upside down Dave. For that, you get this. No, it's not a thing. Yeah, I brought it back. It's not it's a thing. It's back. It's my, it's my first one back, so I got to come back with a bank. So your question for those of you who are just tuning in for the first time, it's uh, usually something we do after the first hour, and it's something we're going to get on any chan- tangents. And it's a question that I don't even know up until I think about it, which is sometimes why I stall by giving you longer explanations about what the secret question actually is and <laughs> what time period it comes out in. Um, I actually do have a prepared this particular week, and we didn't really get to talk about it too much, which I'm really excited about. Uh, guys, what I want to ask you tonight is who was your absolute all-star character in this show? The number one that you just love, you really... Feel like the the show would be different without, no matter how big or of a role that person had. And uh, tonight, let's start with Vincent. I would. I mean, I feel like I have to go with Hopper. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like his character was pivotal for Winona character. Uh, Winona. I can't even remember her name. Winona Ryder. Winona character. Pam Dawson. Winona Chesterton. We don't know. <laughs> 
Lydia Dietz. Lydia Dietz. Um, so I feel like he was like the reason why this small town was able to actually believe this woman. Like he was the yeah. bridge to that because those other cops wouldn't. Like those other cops didn't even know. Like he had to go out yeah. on his own and kind of do all this research and do that. Like without him, this town probably would have just been devoured and the government would have swooped in and probably just shot and killed everybody in the town and just like dropped the nuclear bomb on it or something. So I feel like he was probably the most important in my eyes. Yeah. All right. Cool. Um, Dave, what about you? It's two, as always. Cause I never yeah, I got to get closer to the mic though, buddy. It's two, as always, because I can never choose one. Um, I forget his name, but the kid missing his teeth. Toothless. Um, toothless, yeah, thank you. Asshole. Um, I just liked the kid. He was just like, you know, a bunch of, like, a big thing of curly hair, didn't have all his teeth. He just hanging out with his friends, just wanted to eat. It's like, yeah, yeah, I feel you, buddy, yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? And he was a good, ca- like, he kind of kept, if you don't, if you really watch his character, he kept the group together. Yeah. You know, when they're really trying to kill each other or, like, hate mm-hmm. each other, he kept them together. He kept them friends, you know? And he was like that that voice of reason, like, you know why he's upset? Because he's your best friend and this girl showed up. You know, like, he would say stuff like that. And he was such a... And he was... The fact that he's, like, a little goofy just made me like him also. Yeah. But also, um, Will's older brother. You know? Yeah. Like, just because there's, like... Best I can put it, some type of, like, unchecked or untapped anger in this kid. You know? And you're waiting for him to, or I was at least, waiting for him to flip out like at any fucking moment, you know, and do something like either really, really brash or really, really heroic. Or you know? beat the shit kid, out of Steve. Or that. That was like the <laughs> probably his best part because this kid's like been like, one, he kind of dropped out of school, which we're guessing. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Dropped out, is working, helping his mom and his little brother, like making breakfast, doing all this stuff that someone his age shouldn't do. Yeah. And still being R2 this photography, wants to still go to college, NYU, like explain all that stuff. So it's like such a great character in the story, and he's so tragic, but he's such a good guy. And it's like you're just waiting for him to like just rip something to shreds. Like I was hoping at the end he'd be the one that beats the fuck out of Demogorgon with like the baseball bat. Because you could just see him being that guy. He just hulks out and just loses it. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Uh Serge, what about you? I think the best character here is the Upside Down. See, without the Upside Down, this whole thing wouldn't work. And uh, secret question answered. And let's go. I'm, I, I'm just happy he didn't say it. Eddie Murphy. Eddie, <laughs> Charlie Murphy? Eddie Murphy. It's definitely not Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Um, so, no, no. The, the, the best the best character would definitely have to be L11. Uh, she, you would choose that. Yeah, because she... Uh, oh, man. I, I, I love... Like you don't really get good child actors nowadays. I mean, you put them on screen, and it's like somebody's kid that got into Hollywood, and they're like, "Oh, okay, whatever." But she really sold you on that she was this character. Yeah. She was like an alien, you know. She wasn't really raised normally. She was raised as an experiment, so she wasn't taught what friendship is, what what a promise is. She wasn't taught like how to interact with other kids. So getting to see her grow and getting to see her, uh, you know, do, like do all these things emotionally as as a kid was. was was really really compelling especially for the fact that like you know she wanted to be a good person to all these friends but she didn't know how to she's trying to protect them she's trying to keep them away from the upside down even when they were trying to find will but at the same time she was like you know i had this inner turmoil of i'm the one that really kicked this whole thing off and i'm the reason why your friend is gone 
you know, and and it was it was very gripping to to find that out because like holy shit, like why isn't she trying to help them? It's like oh, she's the reason why. And then in the end, when she totally just like sacrificed herself to to save the kids and destroyed the monster, and now we don't know what happened to her. I, I, th- I thought was was a pretty interesting arc. I mean. Like I, I was, I was never bored when when she was on screen. It was always something interesting happening, yeah. e- even mm-hmm. when she wasn't just blatantly using her powers. It was, it was something along the lines of like, like this kid just like wants to be accepted, but she doesn't want want to be hurt anymore. You know, it was, it was so compelling. I mean, like, since some grown actors can't give that, you know, compelling of a, a of a performance. Yeah, look at one on a writer. Look at one on a writer. No, <laughs> no, you leave her alone. She's good. You leave her alone. That's right. From Winchesterville. I, from Winchesterville. <laughs> I don't know about you guys, but and picking up back up, Sergio said, I like at the end she was all like Sith Lord out, like her eyes had all the veins going and stuff, and there was like blood around the pupils. Like, ooh, she's a Sith Lord. She's giving into her hate. This is great. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, you, mine was Hopper, but I actually have another as well. I like um, Hopper too. The cool. dude Hopper is just the man. Uh, but the the guy who I really first really liked in the show was someone who didn't last very long. Was oh, the guy it. who owned the diner. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah the guy who owned the diner. That guy was cool. He was man. the like, man, and not only that, but I think he had such a pivotal role in that he showed L that not everyone is trying to abuse her for her power. Yeah, that there yeah. are decent human beings out there, and I, you, I believe man. that's what led her to really trust and like you know get to know the kids, which well, you know that, helped ultimately. And that dude, like that scene, like when he got like shot and then it was all covered up, oh, like man. that made me literally afraid for everybody yeah. in that town. Yeah. yeah, for a very long time, I'm like, dude, like this, these people have unlimited power. Like they can literally do what they want. Like they just killed off this really cool guy, this really sweet guy. It was one of Hopper's friends too, and Hop said like, yeah. he yeah, was a good friend of him. mine. Like he never would have done that. Yeah. But yeah. there's like there was like no foreshadowing to it whatsoever. No. It's just like it's boom like, happened. It just happened. Like you didn't expect it. Like you saw like you could see it for almost for anyone else, and but just, not for that guy. Yeah. You know, it's just like again, you're right, Vincent. It's like once that happened, it's like anyone can die. Yeah. No one's gonna get out of this alive. And it was yeah. the first time we saw this woman. So like you literally thought that she was child protective <laughs> services. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like, okay, Child Protective Services. Okay, cool. Yeah, I was, you know, I was feeding this kid. She came out of nowhere. She's scared. I think she was in some kind of abusive thing because she's not really talking. And this guy was so cool. He's trying to talk to her. And it's just like, hey, so, you know, I'll give you some more of this burger if you tell me who you are. Like, like, I'm trying to help you. And he's this big, huge dude. But he had, like, the heart of, like... Totoro, <laughs> you know, like he's a cool dude, and, and then this lady comes. Oh, chopper did service. Okay, there she is. Okay, cool, you're dead. Yeah. Whoa! <laughs> so when she shows up again, you're like, no, it's the lady. Run! And she got to kill you. She got to kill you. Yeah, no, I, lo- I loved how it was like you didn't real, you didn't think anything was suspicious up until he was like, you know, I just called you like fifteen seconds. Boom! Yeah, yeah. yeah. I just called yeah. you just uh, a few seconds. <laughs> you showed up really fast. I'm still on the phone with you right now. <laughs> he doesn't have anything. Oh, I just put some burger. <laughs> you know, today was a really good day. <laughs> but yeah, that that dude was the man. Um, yeah, he and was, he man. just like, he didn't deserve what, what happened to him. No, he didn't. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but I think that's it. Let's that's go, time let's for us. Let's another one out for the guy. Just 
Yeah. But you know what he does deserve is to listen to the Bad Cody Funky podcast yeah. every Thursday at 9.30 Eastern Standard Time, that plug. Catch us on iTunes and SoundCloud and check out BadCodyFunky.com for everything you actually care about without the fluff of the regular news. Make sure to uh, tune in every Thursday at 9.30 Eastern on Twitch.tv slash BadCodyFunky. Join the conversation. Uh, thank you for joining us today. Vincent, a newest addition to BCF. Uh, where can people find you? You can find me on um, the Twitter machine at Vince, V-I-N-C-E, A-T-T-O-N-I-T-O. That is uh, my last name. Go ahead and try to pronounce it. I dare you. <laughs> and we also we got uh, Booster Greg, who's doing his, uh, his, his, his uh, bedtime stories. And you're going to be streaming uh, Telltale's Batman pretty soon. When yes. is that happening? Yes. So that's not happening. But what we usually do is every Saturday night at 11 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, we do bedtime stories where we play a Telltale game. Uh, or a chapter, or half a chapter, or really until I pass out. That's really what, what the benchmark <laughs> is. Um, but as I will be away this weekend yet again, uh, we're actually going to do it on a Friday night at around the same time, around 10, 11 o'clock. I'll throw up on the Twitter sphere at Booster Greg and let you guys know for sure. We're going to play the first chapter of uh, Telltale's Batman, which I'm really excited for. I was actually watching uh, Rob on the Geek Generation last night. He streamed it, yeah. and I caught the last, like, 10 seconds and it didn't spoil anything for me but it you made feel- me more intrigued it, it looks good it's so, so yeah. far it had some like people are saying it, it's a, for the first chapter of the telltale batman series it started out pretty strong all the reviews yeah. have been been pretty positive that everyone's looking forward to this chapter so I'm, i can't wait to, to to tune into your bedtime stories and see uh, where the telltale batman goes yeah you've Twitch. also been joined by greg yeah let me get my website in jeez the twitch i already site. put it in Chris has it. booster greg all right jeez, <laughs> plug. all right and we also have uh, been joined by uh the bearded menace dave where can people find Woo! you you find me on the twitter face at the bearded menace or you can also find me on twitch.tv slash day of the bearded menace where i where i show up every wednesday night at 10 10 30 eastern standard time i do some nightmares and horrors where i play a horror game or horror-esque game it's a lot of fun and see me do really bad at gaming all right sounds good everybody bad cutie funky we stream every thursday at 9 30 eastern join us weekly for gaming check us out on twitter bad cutie funky instagram and facebook for everything you actually care about thank you for tuning in we'll see you later or we will see you another time or we'll see you another time